Welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. This podcast is for information only and is not intended to be investment or financial advice. If you have any questions, please contact your financial advisor. Hello and welcome to the Omnis Investment Club podcast. I'm Rohit Vaswani from Omnis Investments and here to take you through what's happened in markets last week. First up, the US, where overall the S&P 500 was up almost 4% but we saw a big divergence between different stocks. Investors reacted to a busy calendar of companies reporting their financial results for the period of July to September. Energy stocks did better than the big technology stocks with the likes of Microsoft, Amazon, Alphabet, which is a parent of Google, and Meta Platforms, which is a parent of Facebook, fell sharply following earning misses and lowered outlooks. Despite this negative report, hopes that the Federal Reserve the US central bank, might slow its pace of rate increases seem to be a driver of positive sentiment. Worries that the Fed's aggressive rate hikes and the consequent steep rise in the US dollar might spark instability in global financial systems have led to the speculation that the Fed might soon dial back its pace of rate hikes. On the economic side, we got conflicting data published during the week. On the one hand, manufacturing and services sectors appear to continue weakening, On the flip side, the US economy grew more than expected in the third quarter of the year, helped by resilient consumer spending and business investment. This helped offset a steep decline in the residential market, where pending home sales fell over 10% in September, and clearly the property market is suffering as a result of rising interest rates. Over in Japan, equity markets finished higher for the week, with the Nikkei 225 ending the week up 0.8%. Markets rose to start the week off amid hopes that the US central bank may rise interest rates less aggressively than previously anticipated. Later in the week, however, markets lost some ground as investors digested domestic earnings reports and the announcement by Prime Minister Fumio Kishida of a 20 trillion yen, which is 170 billion sterling, in fresh spending to ease the impact on consumers of soaring commodity prices and a falling yen. On the economic front, Japan's manufacturing sector continued to expand in October. The Bank of Japan announced that it would hold interest rates at ultra-low levels despite inflation remaining above its 2% target. Though clearly at around 3 to 3.5%, it's nowhere near the levels seen in other developed economies. China's stock markets fell as investor sentiment was dampened by new COVID-related lockdowns in several parts of China. Several Chinese cities doubled down on COVID-19 curbs after the country reported three straight days of more than 1,000 new cases nationwide. Data also showed that profit at China's industrial firms declined at a faster pace in September. The CSI 300 index fell over 5% during the week. There were also worries about China's economy growth, and this also rattled investors. Despite the economy expanding 3.9% in the period between July and September from a year earlier, and considerably faster than the growth in the second quarter of 2022. Over in Europe, shares rose strongly on hopes that central banks might slow the pace of interest rate increases. The Eurostox 50 rose 3.9%. The European Central Bank raised its key interest rates for a second consecutive time by 0.75 percentage points and said it may have to raise them further to curb inflation that is still far too high. The deposit rate now stands at 1.5%, the highest level since 2009. 
However, markets reduced their bets on higher rates on hints in the statement that the European Central Bank's approach may have begun to shift and that the size of the next interest rate hike could be smaller. On the economic side, business activity in the Eurozone contracted for a fourth month running in October, indicating that the economy is likely entering a recession. And finally, wrapping up with the UK, where the FTSE 100 rose just over 1%. But perhaps more interesting than equity markets were bond markets. Bond markets have suffered this year in light of markets expected continued aggressive interest rate hikes. The situation was further exacerbated in the last six weeks or so following Liz Truss's mini-budget. We saw the yields on gilts. Gilts are the bonds issued by the UK government. Well, we saw the yields on gilts go up sharply, meaning that investors were demanding more return for lending money to the UK government. And the reason they wanted a higher return is because they were worried about the country's financial affairs. What that means for investors is that the value of the gilts you hold in a fund or in a portfolio goes down when yields go up, which is what we've seen for much of this year. Of course, it's not really a loss until you take the money out. Until then, it's just a snapshot of what those gilts are worth on that specific day. Well, anyway, back to bond markets or gilt markets this week. Well, yields fell, meaning that prices went up. In light of Rishi Sunak being announced as the new Prime Minister in the UK and hopes that his government could offer more stability. Yields falling in this case suggests that investors have more confidence in lending money to the UK government. And of course, if yields fall, bond prices go up. Rishi Sunak replaces outgoing Prime Minister Liz Truss and has already calmed markets on promises of his fiscal discipline. Whilst we were expecting some sort of fiscal event later today, some sort of a budget as such, this has been delayed for a few weeks. On the economic side, business activity in the UK shrank for a third consecutive month in October. That's it from me today. A bit of a sigh of relief for for markets sparked by the prospects of a slowing down of interest rate hikes and in the UK by the promise of fiscal responsibility. Of course, we must remember that some of the well-known stocks in the US fell sharply on the back of poor financial results. I'll wrap it up there today, but as always, I'll be back for more next week. Till then. This podcast has been brought to you by Omnis Investments, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority.